Welcome to the Good Better Best podcast, and I'm your host, Tony Jamie. I'm a business sales trainer and a mindset coach, and what makes me qualified to coach you is my 25 years of experience in coaching sports, education, marketing, business development, and a career in sales. I've also written three books and hosted two radio shows. This is the podcast where you learn to have a win forever, continuous improvement, competitive mindset to develop patterns to market and grow your business and improve all aspects of your life. How do we accomplish this? The Good Better Best podcast studies the most successful businesses and their practices in the world, and then I summarize those concepts for you. Let me show you the proven successful methods that will help you go from good to better and from better to best and beyond. Practice perfect is somewhat of a nostalgic phrase for me because it's a phrase that I've heard thousands of times from my father. I really am very blessed to have had a and still have a great father. My dad was my my mentor, my my coach, my friend, uh, really just a great dad. I'm, I'm so thankful for him. And uh, just as a, as a young man, a lot of our time was, was spent on the baseball field. He was a coach. In fact, he coached um, Little League for 10 years before I even played. My dad coached anything from Little League to, uh, you know, to college. And so he just had a, a great coaching career and really to this day, and I know I'm a bit biased, but uh, the best coach I've ever had. Now, my dad always had this phrase called practice perfect, and I'm sure that you've heard it before. It's, it's really not new, but the thing that we hear quite often and kind of a myth buster alert here is practice makes perfect. No, practice does not make perfect. Practice makes permanent. And so we need to make sure that we practice perfect. Right, practice perfect. Uh, one familiar phrase that we use for practice is with doctors. When we think of doctors, I mean, we think of professionals. We think of them as highly skilled, highly trained. We do not think of doctors as people who make mistakes. In fact, if they make mistakes, it, it might cost lives. But yet, it's interesting that a doctor's profession is is titled a practice. Isn't that interesting? But I would venture to say that they really determine themselves to practice perfect, to practice perfect medicine, even though they're still learning and growing, which is one of the reasons why I especially appreciate this concept in because in a good, better, best mentality where you're constantly striving to do better, uh, well, obviously, then the goal is excellence. The goal is perfection. That's our goal. And so the only way to get to perfection is, you know, to make sure that we practice the right way. And so good, better, best, you know, in our in, in our philosophies of Kaizen marginal gains. Again, the idea is, look, we don't make big, giant, huge changes. We make small, precise changes, great changes. If you're on the Toyota factory, you know, line, anybody on the line can Hit the stop button if one little thing is off or one little thing is wrong. Why? Because they practice perfect. They are trying to put forth the best product before 
it gets too far down the line. Well, one of the areas that I needed to learn how to practice perfect, and this may resonate with a lot of you because I don't care whether you're just you know, considered a 1099 sales rep or you're a business owner, but in one way or another, we are all in sales. We're all in sales. Well, when I was a young man, I didn't have a background in sales. I didn't have a background in uh, formal communication or giving presentations. And so my boss, when I was you know 23 years old, he made sure, and, and I'm thankful by the way, but he made sure that I was a part of groups like Tip Masters and you know, Le Tip and uh, the Better Business Bureau, not the Better Business Bureau, but the Business Network. Um, and he actually put me through the the actual 14-week Dale Carnegie sales course, which was absolutely phenomenal. Well, one of the things that you do in all those instances is you role play. Le Tip, you know, you the whole point is that you show up and you peak, you peak, you speak publicly in front of other people. Why? So that you practice doing it the right way. In, in any sales presentation, any salesman is given a script, any salesman's given uh, a presentation, and this is how you're supposed to say it. Now, in the CAP equation, we learn that, look, if, if you don't say things the right way, well, then it's not going to work. And we see this in sales all the time where people think they're going out and they think they're presenting the product well or correctly, but they're really not. They've made little adjustments that really don't uh, correspond with, with the company and, and what the company is trying to, to present. Well, earlier I mentioned my dad and you know, my dad, his, his uh, practice makes permanent philosophy, you know, practice perfect. You know, on the baseball field, when I was a, a very young man and when I could finally start, you know, kind of stepping foot on the field with the big guys, you know, at seven years old, eight years old, I got to practice with the 12-year-olds. But two areas my dad was very, very well known for in his teams. One was basic fielding drills. You know, most little leaguers... Really, they're not playing catch. They're playing chase. One guy throws the ball, misses his target. The other guy misses it. And it's just this revolving door of kids throwing the ball and chasing after it. Not with my dad. We had to practice perfectly the art of just playing catch even before we got on the field. And then we went over and over and over the basic plays of infield, outfield. And anybody who knows baseball knows what I'm talking about. This is just the most common repetitive practice skill there is. And we did that until we did it right. And then my dad would have a special practice in the middle of the week on a Wednesday or a Thursday and we would pitch and we would make sure that we threw strike after strike after strike. And so it didn't matter who you were. If you were a pitcher on one of my father's baseball teams, you were trained to throw strikes, which is another way of practicing perfect. My dad was a was a student of the game, and what he would do is he would watch to learn. He he wasn't a, you know, he didn't have a formal education, certainly not in sports because they didn't have any such thing. But my dad would watch. You know what? If you wanted to throw the ball hard, watch the hardest thrower thrower in baseball, Nolan Ryan. If you wanted to, you know, uh, hit well and hit for home runs, watch Willie Mays, watch Mickey Mantle. If you wanted to be a great fielder, watch what Brooks Robinson does. And so my dad was really good at. The way you're going to practice perfect is by following and mimicking those who are perfect at what they do. 
There's a recent uh, uh, commercial for uh, a, a show. I haven't seen it yet, but it's called, I believe it's called Cheer on Netflix. And it's going and it's detailing a competitive cheer team. Well, one of the, the commercials of the segments, I, I heard the coach who I guess is a, you know, she's won national championships. Her name's Monica uh, Aldama. And her statement was, well, the way we prepare is this way. You keep going until you get it right. I like that, but it gets better. Then you keep going until you can't get it wrong. You keep going until you get it right, then you then until you can't get it wrong. That's the practice perfect mentality. Finally, 10,000 hours. Maybe you're familiar with Talent Code by David Coyle or Malcolm Gladwell uh, in his writings, but this idea that you know, you need time. You need time to practice perfect. It, t- it takes time. And so, yes, there's, there's the length of practicing, but then there's the precision of practicing as well. And so, you know, most people don't know, but Malcolm Gladwell cites in his book that the Beatles performed in over 1,200 concerts before anybody even knew who they were. So they were out there on stage practicing every little element the way they looked, the way they sang, the way they, uh, you know, put the music together until they they perfected it and then they were ready to, to go. Picasso, I guess, you know, part of what he did was he would sit there and just sketch his hands over and over and over again. And, and, and there's these sketches of Picasso uh, with, with hands and they're, and they're magnificent. I mean, they, they look, they look uh, like they're real. And then finally, Howard Schultz, and in his book, one of my favorite books, Onward, he indicates and he cites how the way he really turned around uh, the Starbucks company was to go back and, and to practice perfect, to learn and to train every single person in his organization to pour the perfect cup of coffee to pour the perfect cup of coffee because the only way you were going to have a replicatable experience in any Starbucks, in any store around the country was if you practiced perfect. And so that's the concept. That's the idea. Practice doesn't make perfect. Practice makes permanent. And so practice perfect. Well, that concludes today's show. If you like today's episode, then cut and paste this chapter and send it to a friend or please leave a review and be sure to click subscribe so that you don't miss any future episodes. You can learn more about me by checking out my website, TonyMJamie.com. You can also follow me on Instagram at Ravensdale Bible Academy, or you can buy Good, Better, Best, the book through Amazon. See you next time.